serious right what? now. What? <laughs> what is so funny? Because you just called that a hemorrhoid. Not, not a hemorrhoid. It's a, a, a hernia. Yes, it's hernia. <laughs> or, is that what it is? <laughs> or hemorrhage? Oh, my gosh. We've been through the game. He's got a hernia right there. It's not. And it, I was touching his stomach, and he said, why are you touching my hemorrhoid? Well, <laughs> and, it's an H word. <laughs> and then he goes, I meant hemorrhage. And I was like, it's not that either. It's a, it's a hemorrhoid or a hemorrhage or something. Oh, my gosh. I'm not a doctor. Uh, How am I supposed to keep up with this stuff? That is so funny. It's the H word, and it's not a hemorrhage. or a hemorrhoid. <laughs> You're right. It's not a hemorrhage. <laughs> what? What is it called? Hernia. Hernia. It's not a hernia. It is a hernia. Why don't you show them and see what they think? This is my. This is a muscle. That is not a muscle. It's a, it's a beer gut muscle. That's what it is. Why do I feel like I can't hear out of one side of my headphones? I do don't you, know. Do yours sound weird? No. Hold on. Let me do this. Do that. Hello? Hey, Hello? that sounds better. Does it really? Well, yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> Maybe I got a loose wire or something. Welcome to the show. You got so a loose wire, all right. Glad <laughs> you guys are here. Uh, over the line, Monday edition. Glad to be back. It's an exciting week um, coming up. I can't tell you why, but just know that we've got some exciting stuff coming in the future within yes. the next what seven days. Yes. Um, I, I honestly, I. And you probably feel this too. We wish we could just tell them, don't we? Oh, absolutely. But but we can't for uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, but you'll find out. It's only seven days. Not that big a deal. Yeah, seven days. You know, sometimes we just disappear for seven days. So that's true. It's been it's been five since we've done the show because of Thanksgiving. We didn't do uh, we didn't do Friday Night Live. No. Uh, we did a Wednesday night show though, didn't we? We did. Okay. Did we? And I think we missed Monday, didn't we? Or did we do Monday? I don't think so. I think we did Monday and Wednesday. That's tough. It's tough, man. Life gets hectic and everything else. I think it was a good call to miss Friday because most of y'all were still dealing with family and Black Friday shopping. Black Friday shopping and all that stuff you crazy people do. Uh, we didn't do any of that. Uh. Uh-uh. Did we? No. No. You worked all day, didn't you? What Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sure enough. Uh, I think I was here with Peyton. We ain't got no money for Black Friday. Nope. We ain't even got money for groceries. We're still eating Thanksgiving well, stuff. That's not true. That's not why we're eating Thanksgiving <laughs> stuff. Oh, is that not it? Is that not the reason? <laughs> I was gonna freeze it today, and you said you wanted to eat it again. So I I must have been tired because I'd rather have pizza tonight. Oh, Lord. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I can't kidding. have pizza. Thank you very much. Trish has been doing, and I, I want to give her props. She has been doing amazing sticking to uh, this new regimen that mm-hmm. I, I want to say we're doing, but I'm obviously not. She's doing it. Yeah. Um. And, and I'm, I'm super proud of her. Thanks. Because this is um the Trish that she's told me about like a bazillion <laughs> times. Stop. And and now I'm actually seeing it in person, Stop and I'm, I'm super impressed. I really am. It's hard to stick to that stuff. Yeah, you're uh, you're doing. I a, mean, sugar cravings are no joke. Uh huh. They say it's as bad as cocaine. It is, and I believe it. I haven't had a soda in almost two weeks. That's a big deal. That it. Well, that's m- most of my calories are from Coke. You're a Coke fiend. Yeah. Not like the up your nose coke. Cokehead. It's your cokehead. 
so anyway, I just want to give you props on that. Thanks. Uh, good job, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, well, it, only like three or four different things, but there's so many different aspects to it we need to dive into. And uh, it's stuff you need to be made aware of. As you see in the title, we've got a brand new COVID for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. New yeah. variant, huh? Just in time for the holidays, a brand new variant. We've also got um, Jesse Smollett going on trial. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, a couple other things, including the insane Iron Bowl. Oh, yeah. 2021. Do we have Actually, any Alabama-Auburn fans in here? Do we want to just start with the Iron Bowl thing? Um, I want to point this out. That we had two TVs set up in the living room. Yeah. Because I, I I like to watch the Iron Bowl. I don't have a dog in the fight, obviously. But I've, I've watched it my whole life. And it's a good. It's always a good game. Um, we had two TVs set up. One Tennessee and Vandy was on. And then the Iron Bowl on the other. I had the Tennessee-Vandy game turned up because it's my game. I'm, I'm watching that game. I want to hear the commentators, no matter how much they suck. I want the full experience. As much of the experience I can get from home. Right. And the other TV turned down, and and halfway, maybe not even halfway through the fourth quarter, I've turned the Iron Bowl up and muted the Tennessee game. We had to, and I'm, like, I'm like, what is wrong? Well, I'm an with Alabama me? fan. Yeah, and she technically asked. And to I do told it. him, I was like, you know, your team is ahead like thirty-eight to thirteen. I mean, you know, fourth quarter, they're not going to come back and win. Let's turn my game up because mine is exciting. Well, you've never experienced. Real Tennessee football. Wow. You can blow up. And apparently you haven't no <laughs> experienced Alabama football because you, I kept telling you, it's not over till it's over with this team. I've seen this team come back big time in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So oh, I, I knew they'd end up winning. I, I think everybody expected them to win, just not in that fashion. Uh, but it was an amazing game. And it has provided, much like the Kick Six did, mm -hmm. it's provided some good social media content as yeah. friends and family who are together for Thanksgiving are recording reactions from Alabama and Auburn fans uh, as the the game went down. And I this is this is part of what I love about college football. That's what I love about it. It was an exciting game. <laughs> I wanted Auburn to wrap that game up. Obviously, number one, Alabama is the team that I hate the most. But two, I enjoy watching fans rush the field, no matter who the winner is. And I just, I wanted to see it so bad. Yeah. And then my dreams were crushed along with 100,000 other uh, fans there in the stadium. But some of the stuff that uh, we got, <laughs> and this, Trish said, this, this is me to a T. If uh, this is how I act towards watching Tennessee games, this well, says a lot of people are superstitious. Well, this says watching the game in the Iron Bowl. Have a, he the the guy has to keep oven mitts on because when you put them on, that's when Bama finally starts playing. Well, and good. the way I took that is that Bama wasn't doing well, and he went in the kitchen and pulled something out of the oven. And then all of a sudden, the game turned around, so he wouldn't take the mitts off for the rest of the game. Watching the Iron Bowl game-like. Gotta keep those oven mitts on, because when you put them on, that's when Bama finally started playing football. <laughs> Watching the Iron Bowl game-like. 
gotta keep this Come on, time. man. That's you a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That that actually is I know my amazing. brother, at least he used to have a pair of socks that he wore for every Alabama game. Does he still do that? I think so. I think he still wears the same pair of socks. Mm. Should right. call him and ask him. I mean, honestly, I don't blame him. I would totally do that if I you know if Tennessee were to win the national championship over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm wearing down to the socks and the underwear, I will wear from here on out. Oh, I, I know. Forever. I know. And I will not change it. I've, I've helped you tear up the house looking for a pair of shorts and a shirt from one game day. Well, we've debunked that one because <laughs> even though we lost three games in a row because I couldn't find the shirt, we did win games after that. So it's fine now. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> And plus, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a Tennessee outfit. It was no orange whatsoever. And so I kind of wanted it to be debunked. Here's another one. Now, this one right here is my favorite. Okay. Of the fan reactions that I found. And this is an Auburn guy? This is an Auburn guy. Okay. When he thought they were winning. Oh, poor dude. All right. How Auburn fans watched the Iron Bowl. How Auburn fans watched the last part of the Iron Bowl. Auburn beat them. 10 to 3. That's the game. Take a knee, coach. Take a knee, coach. Get in the formation. They ain't got no time out either. Oh, y'all. I told y'all. I know my football. I know my football. (laughs) You go to Auburn for one reason. Oh no. <laughs> Did he make it? Oh, he missed that. Oh, he missed that. Oh, he missed it. He blocked it. <laughs> you can see the different oh, no. waves of emotion. <laughs> Can can I just it looks say? Looks like he's ready to cry. Can I just say I would never be able to do this for like a Tennessee Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And I understand most Auburn fans are having and have always lived with Alabama fans. All right, so right. y'all y'all commingle, y'all are on the same page, and that's really the case for me living in Alabama my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I could not go to a place like Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the Tennessee Alabama game. Right. I could not go anywhere in public. I know, because I've asked you. Crazed Alabama fans. You won't even go to my screaming. family's house to watch it. No, I'm just I'm I'm not in a position to do that right now. Maybe sometime in the future. Mm. <laughs> just cut it well, that off. That was a wrap. He's just like, I'm out of here. Whoo. He I knows do. his football. I do hate it for Auburn fans. I hate it a lot. And you even had some sympathy when you saw players crying. Oh, yeah. That was sad so, to me. It shows, it shows you have a heart and you have compassion. And this is the uh, inside the stands. Okay. When they thought they had won. In the stands or inside the stands? Which is it? Hernia. Uh, I lost my buddy to a hernia. As says POV, you thought you won the Iron Bowl. 
And, and I and thought you keep stopping it right when they're cheering. Well, I thought the exact same thing at this very moment. I thought the exact same thing. Now watch the next video. Oh, that's all that's in this video? Yeah, but... Okay, I got you. So the next video is part two? <laughs> well, it's not part two. It's a different camera, but you have to scroll to so it. POV, you thought you won the Iron Bowl. No, that's not it. Okay, well, that was the next in line. Maybe I didn't send it to you. Oh, uh, well... Let's see. Well, what is this one right here? Uh, that's just a... I was going to get you to open with that one. Just skip that one. Oh. Well. well. So we've got that one. And then... Here we seem to have some Auburn fans that are hanging out together. One big happy family. Sorry it takes me a minute to get get these all clicked on. Gotta be an Auburn Tiger, man. It's a great day, man. Great day, man. No yell. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, never mind. <laughs> Dang. It, this is this is the part I hate most for Auburn fans is the fact that they went into that game knowing there were there was almost a zero percent chance chance of them winning right right they spent four quarters ahead the, ahead yeah holding Alabama to zero points for the first time in forever that was crazy in the fourth quarter yeah and as an Auburn fan you had yourself thoroughly convinced mm-hmm. y'all had won the game. Y'all right. had done the impossible. It's been an hour and a half thinking that. Uh, <laughs> you you thought there was no chance. Then you thought there was a hundred percent chance. Mm-hmm. You get yourself so emotionally invested, so hyped up, only to have it stripped away from you for overtimes later. Never count out my boys. That that's awful. That that right there can cause tremendous emotional damage right. to somebody tremendous so, so the first video was them screaming and then there was another video of the student section singing to distract the kicker and the third video oh sorry that's okay that cut you off we already played this one right we're just revisiting oh, it okay. since we're playing both parts yeah the other two didn't come through that's why so there's that one yeah uh and then a second one Kind of the second part to that is right here. Go scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah, there you go. And let's see. (laughs) How quickly it went silent. (laughs) So it went from all that cheering to this right here. Pin drop. View from the oven student section. (laughs) Look how quiet they are now. (laughs) Somebody threw their pom pom. (laughs) They're just all stunned. Oh. They're like, what just happened? See, I, I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate that more 
than the average. Is it flipping them off? Oh, I didn't even notice that that happened. I hate that more than the average non-Auburn fan mm -hmm. because I know that feeling so well. Right. I know it so very well, and it makes me nauseous just thinking about all those people having to go through that. Yeah. It just sucks. It happened two years ago against Alabama. Mm -hmm. Remember? No. Jared Garantano? Mm -hmm. Taking taking the 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 taking it uh, the the football game into his own hands and running his own random rogue play. Remember, he tried to run it in the end zone for us to tie the game. No, and for it wasn't us the to play. Tie the game. No, for us. Oh, you're talking about Tennessee now. Yes, that's why I'm confused. Oh no, no, that's okay. Us. Yeah, that's I do remember you. that. Yes, me and you are uh, Tennessee fans. This may be <laughs> my favorite one though. <laughs> This one oh, may be yeah, my this was the night before. Very favorite one. The night before, WBRC, Fox 6 here in Birmingham. As a reporter is on the scene in Auburn, giving you a little preview as to what's to come that following night. Iron Bowl 2021. People will be in Jordan Hare Stadium tomorrow to watch arguably the biggest rivalry in college football. Coming up in Smorts. Oh, shit. <laughs> you apologize for that. Um, Can you please outburst, replay his reaction? So it's funny. It's funny if uh, it, is this this is WBRC? No, this is is this Fox twenty twenty three? What channel is this? I have no idea. This is actually not WBRC. I just noticed the the logo down there in the bottom. I thought this was the traffic guy that wears the suit too tight. I knew that didn't look like him, but you said it was him, so. Now here comes the hate mail. Oh, you say all black people look alike. Oh, God. <laughs> you watch. You watch. It's coming. Over 87,000 people mm -hmm. will be in Jordan Hare Stadium tomorrow to watch arguably the biggest rivalry in college football. Coming up in sports. Ugh. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's reaction. Dude. Watch his hands. Watch his hands. No, watch his eyes. Look at this. Look at this. Hands up. <laughs> Look at her eyes. They're both like, <laughs> oh That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Oh. All right. Take it back one more time. Arguably the biggest rivalry in college football. Coming up in sports. Ugh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize for that. We apologize. <laughs> I can't deal with, and here's what I'm wondering. How did that reaction come over them so quickly? Because it's like half a second from the S word to their reaction. Well, there's probably a delay, though. And he's like. Don't you think there's a delay just like there is in radio? Yeah, but it all should blend together. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure news anchors are on edge about that. I, I, it's kind of the same way in radio a little bit, but... Um, it's just, I can't. Well, there's always, every time I watch live, I feel like there's a few second delay between the people on scene and the people back in the studio. Right. Tomorrow to watch arguably okay. the biggest rivalry in college football. <laughs> Coming up in sports. Ugh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you apologize for that. Um, it's the hand motion as it goes down. Where he's think, like, I oh my God. Both of their, their eyes are both like as wide as they can get <laughs> in tandem. 
Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'll never get enough of that TikTok right there. That's a good one. Yep. Ooh. All right. Let's talk about something serious. I didn't mean to do such a long Iron Bowl segment. But I was emotionally invested like everybody else. And by the way, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines, which I have no love for whatsoever, but they pulled off a big game as well to mm-hmm. start rivalry week on Saturday, first game of the day. Uh, and it was it was great watching Ohio State get the the bejesus beat out of him. Uh, a new COVID for Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. It is the new Omicron variant. That's right. We're calling it Omicron because uh, apparently, I think one of the next COVID names in line was like COVID Z, like XI, and they said they skipped it because it was going to um, be offensive to the Chinese, Uh, you know, because that's what we need to be worried about is offending the people that started the the freaking virus. So the Omicron variant is cause for concern. But not for panic, Joe Biden says. He says, I want y'all to be concerned, but I don't want you to freak out, man. Here's Joe Biden in his own words telling you what's to come. Go get your booster if it's time for you to do so. And if you are not vaccinated, now's the time to get vaccinated and take your children to be vaccinated. Every child age five or older can get safe, effective vaccines now. While it will be a few weeks before we know everything we need to know about how strongly the existing vaccines protect against the new variant, Dr. Fauci is with me today on our medical team and uh, believe that the vaccines will continue to provide a degree of protection against severe disease. And as additional protections, please wear your mask when you're indoors, in public settings, around other people. It protects you. It protects those around you. Third, in the event, hopefully unlikely, that updated vaccinations or boosters... Yada, 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 yada. So uh, the big takeaway from that, and I think this is important for people to know, is uh, you still need uh, need to be wearing your mask, especially if you're around other people. And don't act like the First Lady Jill Biden, who was just caught maskless reading books to a crowd of masked children. Okay. Maskless. Doing the exact opposite of what her husband just told us we need to be doing. Now, I've seen people speak and read with their mask on, so what was the purpose of her taking her mask off? That's real leadership, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's also the... The hype machine coming from uh, Dr. Fauci and others. Before I talk about that, with the announcement of this new variant, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden immediately bans travel to South Africa and seven other countries as of today. Mm -hmm. Now... You may be thinking to yourself, well, I don't guess that's a bad idea. I mean, unless there's just really important people that need to be coming to and from. They ban travel of those people coming here, but not us going there, which makes a lot of sense. Since if we're the ones going there, then we're going to need to come back. Right. You know, whatever. But it's interesting because if you think back, Trump put in a travel ban fairly early 
in the COVID days. And do you remember what the response was? Yeah, Harris and Biden both spoke out against it. As well as the rest mm-hmm. of the Democrat Party, the entire media saying that this travel ban was based in racism, based in blocking out black and brown people. Right, because you remember Nancy Pelosi did a little press conference from Chinatown. Right. And it was interesting, actually, because, yeah. uh, you know, the, the main ban was, was for Europe, which, you know, I don't know that Europe European countries classify as a country full of black and brown people. But here's the tweet directly from Joe Biden. This was on... February 1st, 2020, early, early days of COVID. And the the day that Trump implemented this travel ban, he said, Trump further diminishes the U.S. in the eyes of the world by expanding his travel ban. This new African ban, quote unquote, is designed to make it harder for black and brown people to immigrate to the United States. It's a disgrace and we cannot let him succeed. He called it an African ban and says it was based solely in making sure black and brown people can't come to this country. Nothing to do with COVID. And it's funny, I've watched the the mainstream media talk about this, and they're like, conservatives are trying to call Biden a hypocrite, saying that he called out Trump on the travel ban for black and brown. They were like, if you look at the tweet, he actually never mentions COVID. So we're uh, not even really sure if he was talking about COVID. <laughs> it's such a... They, they, they work so hard to stretch. But all in all, what does this mean? The hypocrisy's there. We know Joe Biden's a hypocrite. We know Kamala Harris a hypocrite. But what does this new variant mean? The, the Christmas variant, which I think that's what we should have named it. Right. I think we should have named it Christmas tree cake variant. <laughs> After the cake that everybody wants. Right, the right. Little... I think that's a fantastic idea. So what does it mean? How dangerous is this? It's got to be really dangerous if, uh, if we're banning travel from major countries and, and the president of the United States is speaking in front of the world saying, hey, we're not going to panic, but we need to be pretty concerned about this. The best person to ask to find out exactly what the deal with this new variant is would be to hear from who? Probably the doctor that discovered it, right? The the doctor that discovered it would know the most about that. So let's do just that. Let's check in with the doctor that discovered the new COVID variant. Um, You are one of the people who identified this variant. Um, And you're also one of those who's been criticising the complete overreaction, as you see it, in the UK and Europe and elsewhere around the world, shutting borders to South Africa and other African nations and uh, moving to panic stations. Why do you think people are overreacting? So, um, Julia, a very good question. Uh, You know, we only became aware of the clinical picture of the virus around about the 18th of November. And um, no, we didn't miss it before. If you look at our infectivity rate um, uh, on that Monday and Tuesday, it was still, um, even on the the 18th, it was still less than 1%. Today, we are, or yesterday, we we stood on a um, 9.7%, if I'm not mistaken, um, infectivity rate. Um, It did start in um, uh, Twani or Pretoria, that is the epicenter, and this is actually um, where I'm also working full time. And um, because I'm part of that Ministerial Advisory Committee on on vaccines, 
uh, it, you know, I am in the background very much involved in this. And uh, so when I saw the first patient, and also very important to understand that about between eight to 10 weeks, we virtually didn't see any COVID-19 new cases. When this patient came in, um, he incidentally also made an appointment for the rest of his family, young man around about 30 years of age, and sitting in front of me and saying for me, doctor, for two days, I'm extremely fatigued. Um, I've got body aches and pains and a bit of a slight headache, which is very suggestive of, of a viral yeah. infection. I decided to test him and it became positive. And I then tested the family and they're also positive. The one is a baby of four months. And, um, but the baby didn't have any symptoms. They brought the baby then into me to, to double check. So I then saw four or uh, seven more patients that day. And because the symptoms were more or less all the same, it's the, the fatigueness yeah. that actually is the major. And, and she um, goes on to say up. that this thing seems like it is uh, contagious, highly contagious, like mm -hmm. the Delta variant, but it is less severe. Right. The symptoms are ultimately mild for everyone. So out of all the variants we've dealt with this, thus far, this seems to be the least dangerous one of all of them. And the president of the United States has implemented an African ban. Yeah. Well, I almost asked for a translator the first half yeah, of that it was video. It's a little tough to hear. <laughs> I was like, okay. Another uh, amazing aspect to this is British TV, British news has to be the one to report this because our media will not right. report Right. Well, I've told you for years that if I want to know what's going on in the world, I look over there. I don't look at our news. No, so. you can't. You can't. Mm -hmm. You've got much better chance of finding out the truth uh, by listening to them. Mm -hmm. But there you go. That, that's that's the news of the new variant. It's it's almost, you would dare say, it's harmless compared to what we've dealt with in the past, but yet they are pushing for down. it. They're shutting things down. They'll put you in a lockdown. If they can pull it off, they'll absolutely put you in another lockdown. Now, why are they doing this? I've told you time and time again, they can't afford to have coronavirus go away. They've got an election coming up in 2022, this time next year, that if they don't have a reason to keep COVID-era rules in place for voting, every stat, every poll, every group study says they are going to get obliterated mm -hmm. in the election from top to bottom. House of Representatives, the Senate, the local level, state legislatures, governors, obliterated. So they need you to continue to be scared, or they at least need you to continue to acknowledge COVID is around and it's killing a massive number of people. You know, the, the number of people that have died from COVID in 2021, the year of Biden, has already far surpassed the amount of people that died in 2020 from COVID. Now... If you're asking me, I don't believe those numbers. We're at like almost 400,000 deaths when it was like 200 and whatever, 250 last year. I don't believe those numbers. I think those numbers are being hyped up for that very reason. They need to keep it going. Right. But if we do have to abide by those numbers, why is nobody holding this administration responsible for allowing more people to die? And with all of the vaccines and the mandated vaccines, why hasn't it slowed that down? Right. Uh, 
It's because their so numbers are fake. Criticize science. Now, let me move over to this. Dr. Fauci, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about COVID. Dr. Fauci is, surprisingly enough, yesterday doing all the Sunday talk shows like he does every day because he's a, he's a media whore. Right. He wants to be out front. And what he's done over the past few weeks is he's just constantly talked about himself and how, how tragic it is that people are criticizing him and coming after him for funding gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab and all this. And he's like, listen, I am science. If you're attacking me, you're attacking science. That's basically what he said. Listen to this. The, the pomposity, the smugness. Do you like how I use that word? Yeah. The smugness of this scientist basically saying, hey, I'm immune from criticism because I'm always right, because I am science. Right. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. Okay, so Vince, what's your I am science. I don't know who these guys are, by the way. I should have totally skipped over that. I think there was something else in there. The smugness of Dr. Fauci, though, is impeccable. I I I've seen a lot of smug people, especially in the Democrat Party, but nobody at the level of Dr. Fauci, who who's been caught red handed doing all these things and basically being the guy the point man uh, for creating COVID-19. He's financially gaining from it, so I don't know why anybody's listening to If him. there were no Dr. Fauci, there probably would have never been a COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that that is absolutely a fact. And Trump deserves, the fault he deserves for his COVID-19 response is not firing Dr. Fauci. Yep. Which... It would have been impossible to do. Politically, it would have possibly been suicide. Uh, but in retrospect, we realize how damaging to the country it's been by having Dr. Fauci for decades in that position right. at head of the NIH and being able to control the purse strings for so much money that's going to so many places and putting us in dangerous, dangerous positions, however dangerous you think. COVID-19 is. Let's move over to Johnson Smollett. This is Trish's favorite actor. It's Trish's favorite gay black actor. Had no idea who he was until he pulled the stunt. All right. And, and that's correct. Is there is there another gay black actor that you like more than Jesse Smollett? I didn't even know he was gay, first of all. Mm, well, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, because this is all about classification. This is all about checking a box. So we want to make sure... Just like the African MAGA guys that put a noose around his neck and poured bleach on him, you know, we got to make sure Justice Smollett's a, a gay black guy who has uh, been uh, been attacked. So the trial for Justice Smollett, the obstructing of justice, I guess, is the charges. I think there's six or seven charges, right? Right. Uh, he will now be facing those. And it will, unfortunately, 
not be televised, but I'm sure we will be kept abreast of the situations. Now, is, is this a jury trial, or is he going just before a judge? I have, honestly, zero idea of how this is set up. Okay. I don't know if it's a jury trial or if he's just going in front of a judge with a lawyer's hammered out or what. But just to recap, and I know most of you guys remember this situation, but I, I just kind of want to give you a timeline of the Smollett thing as it happened. Now, first, you'll see here, this is Jussie's response in his first interview after this horrible, racist, homophobic, MAGA-driven attack. I think that what people need to hear is just the truth. It's just the truth, because everybody has their own idea. Some are healing and some are hurtful. I want them to stop being able to say alleged attack. I want them to see that I fought back. And I want a little gay boy who might watch this to see that I fought back. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it just sounds funny. Where he's well, especially like, since we know it didn't happen. I just want a little gay boy <laughs> to see this. No, you probably don't want a little gay boy to see this. Where the former Empire actor is accused of faking a hate crime against himself nearly three years ago. Two brothers who worked with him on the TV show say he planned the whole thing and paid them to do it. The trial starts with jury selection today and is expected to last a week. This morning, new images of Jussie Smollett from the night he claimed he was assaulted by two men in an apparent hate crime. And this, this video was fascinating to see because investigators showed up mm -hmm. 30 minutes after he called. And he still had the noose around his he neck, right? He got yeah. the noose around his neck. Like you, like it's some sort of medal from the Special Olympics. Like what? What is this? <laughs> I think it was a medal from the Special <laughs> Olympics. Police body cam video capturing the embattled actor at his apartment, still wearing the noose. He says his attackers put around his neck. Oh, that's a clothesline. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I mean, you buy that at like the Dollar General as a clothesline. Yeah. Oh yeah. I well, you know, it's still I, in its original wrapping that the package comes in, like the way. You, you buy it. Well, it would make sense since it's a bunch of uh, hillbilly Trump supporters that yeah. probably dry their clothes outside and use a washboard, right? Yep. Dr. Jesse Smollett in court facing a judge and a felony charge after Chicago police say he staged a hate crime attack against himself. According to investigators, it was all a publicity stunt because Smollett was unhappy with his salary on the Fox television series Empire. Last month, Smollett claimed two masked men beat him up, put a noose around his neck, and poured bleach on him while yelling racist and homophobic slurs. But investigators say he choreographed the whole thing and paid two Nigerian brothers to carry out the hoax. The police superintendent says detectives have the check Smollett used to pay them. <laughs> That's bad. That's oh, look, bad. there's Kamala here. Oh, let's see what she's got to say. Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that... Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Um, I, I, okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very... Um, Listen... <laughs> 
She's, I mean, that she's not. That little gym we weren't planning on. She's not just a horrible person. Like, she is a horrible, like, uh, what would you call that? Uh, you can't even act like you've got a decent answer. Right. To a question. Somebody points out your hypocrisy. You look behind you as if somebody has talked <laughs> to you and you're trying to hear what they had to say, even though we know you're pretending. And then you turn back around like, oh, what was that? Oh, the small thing. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting for the facts to come out. The facts are out, baby. We got it. We got the check. We got the video. We got the Nigerian MAGA brothers saying what happened. Come on, dude. I think what makes me so angry about that case is the way people went to defend him. Like, you know, his oppression is the reason he did this and made so many excuses for him, even his castmates. And I just thought that was disgusting. It was an ideal situation for the left. And that police chief that you just saw, he's like, this is what infuriates me about the whole thing, is the fact that you have you are going to take away from actual hate crimes. Right, real victims. Real victims, because mm -hmm. people will now be dismissing this because of you. Well, it absolutely is true because do you remember when um, all of these KKK flyers were being put into mailboxes out in like Clanton or something? Yeah. And all that so. stuff and it turned out that it was a BLM person that was putting them in there. It happens and all it's, the time. It's like now when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, well, it's probably just a setup. Well, it's and, and probably not even real. The odds are in your favor. And I was right because as <laughs> soon as I heard that that happened, I was like, "That no, no person went around doing that." Right. And then we found out it was not real. And it's happened you know? over and over and over and over to stoke racial division. Right. To use it as a weapon to pin it on your enemy. Right. And just literally cause chaos and mm -hmm. turmoil in this country. That's the only reason. It's done, and that's why Democrats jumped on it so quick, because they knew, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. It's, they're on the campaign trail. This is a perfect opportunity for them to directly attach this to Trump. Same thing they did with Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. They're going to attach it to Trump, and then he can be at fault for it. Just like Joe Biden here. January 29th, 2019, a full... Year, wait, wait, oh, is that two years before he is selected president? Right. He says, what happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate, this hate safe harbor. That homophobia and racism have no place in the streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse, with no facts. No evidence, no nothing off the top. It's true. Right. We stand with Jussie. And here's Kamala Harris. This is the tweet she was just being asked about in that, that clip you just watched. Jesse Smollett is one of the one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. Recovery from what? Right. To get the bleach out of his hair. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. That's strong language. Mm -hmm. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. And, you know, I mean, honestly, if I knew somebody personally, which, why are all these politicians so close to all of these actors and actresses anyway? Mm -hmm. But 
if I knew someone personally and they came out with a story like that, I would be on my Facebook and Twitter making comments too. But I'd also turn around and make a second tweet if I found out they faked it. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And come out and, and say, look, this guy faked it. Yeah. None of and these. And what I think about that. Neither of those you know? two nor anybody else has come back to say, I was wrong. Right. Jesse Smollett should be ashamed. You should at least attack Jesse Smollett for well, lying that's what about I'm this. That's what I'm saying, because you are delegitimizing people that actually have this happen to them. Because there is racism out there. There's racism on every side out there. And this kind of stuff right here delegitimizes those claims. You know, Nothing about the case, the incident, from the very beginning, as we were getting the details... No facts, no evidence, no mm-hmm. nothing. Just didn't sound right. Just didn't. D- mm-hmm. The story we got did not sound right. Jesse Smollett's walking in uh, sub zero temperatures for a subway for sandwich, a subway at, sandwich like, at two, 2 in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, and you're by yourself, and all of a sudden you get attacked by. I mean, two you guys. know, Uber Eats is a thing in uh, Chicago. Right. Well, everybody knows <laughs> Jesse Smollett's not just walking the streets at two a.m. And maybe he is, but the story didn't didn't jive. No, none it of didn't. it. None of it made sense whatsoever. And so hopefully justice will be brought. I'm, justice I'm glad for justice. They, they're at least pressing charges for something. Well, because I hadn't heard until today that they did that. So I want everybody also to be prepared for nothing to happen to him, to him cop right. some sort of sweetheart plea deal and get some community service that he doesn't even have to do. When in reality, because of the things, as you mentioned, he caused, mm-hmm. he should get jail time. He should have to pay for the resources that were spent to investigate this as well. Yep. Pay for that. And weren't there two people that were considered suspects in the very beginning? Well, well I don't remember if they had yeah. actual people. Yeah, they had some people that were seen at, around there at the very beginning of this. Oh, We'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. Uh, and imagine what would happen to them if, if they would have gone on and tried to make these guys take the fall and they had nothing to do with it. Right. Because we know the FBI will do that. The government of will the FBI, do that. Speaking of the FBI, did you hear that Comey's daughter is the one that's the lead prosecutor in the Ghislaine Maxwell case? No, I did not. I sent you the article. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, snap. Now, I'm sorry, but this world is not that small. (laughs) No. This is getting ridiculous. All right. I'm going to pull that up real quick. And while we do that, let me remind you real quick about our boys out at VaporForge on 280. VaporForge.com. Go check them out. They will love you long time. I will love you long time. And uh, the best selections in the world with the best prices. Make sure you go hit them up. And when you do, tell them you were sent by Andrew and Trish. Also, linktree.com slash Andrew McLean, who will give you the links for everything you need related to the podcast. Patreons, TikToks, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, Twitch, where you can watch the show live. It's all right there. So uh, go check that out. We got to get back on top of doing our TikTok stuff. I know. I and thought about that the the other day. Just kind of dropped off the face of the yeah, earth. Yeah, my my creative juices started uh, dying well, off. Well, I think so. when they ban the YouTube and then they ban the Twitter. I mean, not the Twitter, but the uh, TikTok. 
You kind of fell off. It there. took the wind out of my sails. Yeah. It absolutely did. All right, let me see if I can pull up real quick this um um article you're talking about. And who do we have here from Newsweek? It looks like who is Maureen Comey? James Comey's daughter is the lead prosecutor in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Hmm. How about that? Let's see if we can... Uh, I guess this is related to that. No, I don't know. I just sent you the article so you could read the article. We're going to find out. Today we announced charges against Ghislaine Maxwell for helping Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploit and abuse multiple minor girls from the period of 1994 through 1997. Maxwell has been taken okay, into custody. Okay, so they're going to give uh, Now, why are they that? only charging for those years when this was going on way past that? Right. No, that's a good question. I mean, are they only charging for those years because, I don't know. Well, you know what was shocking? I, I don't know. Is I was watching the five on Fox News today. I was mm-hmm. listening to it, and Geraldo was defending, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell, like really aggressively defending. He was like, she should not be held in prison or in jail while charges are pending with no bond. I feel like we need to look at that list of uh, frequent flyers. Oh yeah, and then what was it? Um, the FAA accidentally released like a. Several was a hundred, several hundred flight logs for Jeffrey Epstein. Did you see that? I, I didn't look at the details of it, but apparently more flight logs have been released accidentally uh, from Jeffrey Epstein. I guess accidentally, going to accidentally. accidentally. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hopefully, justice will be brought there. I think true justice can only come in the form. Of the people involved Mm -hmm. and the people that visited that island, those in power who have or who have been in power until they're exposed, there is no justice in this case. I saw a clip of Trump making it very clear that he never went to that island, that he knew Jeffrey Epstein. And once he realized what he was up to, that he distanced himself from him. Right. Um, That was the first time I've actually seen a clip. I've, I've, known that but that was the first time i'd seen a clip of him actually talking about it yeah um yeah there was that and then there was also the situation in in mar-a-lago the original one where he was alerted that jeffrey epstein was macking on somebody's daughter there that was like 15 years 14 or 15 years old and he kicked him out and he's like yeah dude um you gotta go yep and you're not allowed to come back how, how do y'all know another politician? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Can y'all think of anybody else that that have has publicly denounced Jeffrey Epstein years and years before this ever came out? Yeah. No, you haven't. Because Jeffrey Epstein was the money man. So that's what people are most interested in, knowing that he was a child molester, knowing that he was assaulting these children. So there were two groups. One that wanted his money and were willing to keep their mouth shut, and the other that were actually flying to the island with him. Bill Clinton and others. See, and I keep, I still think, and I don't know, but I still think that this may be a situation where 
he set them up with these young girls to have something on them to to have blackmail basically right i think they had these cameras set up and all that kind of stuff so that they could have these politicians in their pocket well there's a reason these he world didn't, leaders in their pocket there's a reason he didn't commit suicide you know Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can't help but think that uh, that would be the case because we know that is done. For sure, we know it's done in Hollywood. Right. And it's probably done, uh, 99.9% chance it's done in politics as well. Well, I mean, I think that that's the whole skull and bones thing. I think that's why they do the rituals that they do. Yeah. It's so that they have all, all those pictures on these politicians before they ever go into office. Are you playing footsie with me under yeah. the table? <laughs> yes. That's so cute. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I'm rubbing my sock on you. <laughs> my socked feet. Um. So, yeah, that's out there. We'll keep up with that as time goes on and, and keep you guys in the loop as to what's happening with that trial uh, because it's it's one of those issues that, Trish really latches on to mm-hmm. when it comes to court cases, trials, murder mysteries, things of this nature, trafficking. Nobody's on top of it like Trish. There's no doubt. Dude, speaking of which, do we have a Britney Spears update? Well, um, the conservatorship is over. Right. The financial part won't be over, I think, until January. You're throwing me off with this footsie thing. <laughs> Sorry. Won't be over with until uh, January just because they have so much they have to go through right. paperwork-wise. I still don't like her boyfriend or her fiancé, though. I still think he's part of it. Ooh. Yeah. Boy, they. But she's burning candles, according to her. She didn't get to have candles before, and she's getting to have candles and drive her car and order a cheeseburger if she wants it. So Well, and I think we all have to deal with uh, our loved ones dating or marrying someone that we absolutely hate. Yeah. So, you know. I just feel like he was hired by the dad. I mean, he was hired by the dad, but I think that he's never really been her boyfriend, per yeah, se. Yeah, that's the thing. Anybody hired by the dad should be immediately let go. Right. Because the dad did nothing with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Nothing he did had any intentions to benefit Brittany, only to benefit himself and his circle of attorneys and whoever else. Right, and I've never, I've never liked her fiance. I've always felt like he was more of a bodyguard. Do you know his name off the top of your head? Sam Asgari. Of course, uh, I know his Sam, name. Sam Asgari. <laughs> of course, I know his name. Well, I was just wondering what if kind he of had, a question is that if he had two first names. Because then he definitely would not, uh, could not be trusted. You know how that goes. Yeah. If you have like, um, what's a what's a double first? Well, name? he's he's really trying to get into the Hollywood scene, like getting involved in movies and commercials and stuff. And uh, I just I just don't see him. I don't think he's authentic. Yeah. So he's probably not. Probably yeah. not. Uh, we mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse a moment ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he's back in the news, fresh off of his not guilty verdict. Right. Remember the interview he did with Tucker, and we played parts of it last week, I think last Wednesday's show, where he talked about how excited he was to be going to college. Right. I think he- his attorney even mentioned it as too. He's like, I- I've never seen him as excited as he was when he told us 
hey, I'm going to college. And I want to say in one of the interviews, they said he had already started his classes. Right. So so he's going to Arizona State. Very mm-hmm. excited about it. He he said he was going to do online classes and maybe mm-hmm. ultimately go back to campus. But it took no time for left-wing groups at Arizona State to issue a list of demands to the faculty saying, kick him out of the school or else. And, you know, I would think that that would be a lawsuit waiting to happen because he was found innocent. So what would their what would their reasoning be? Well, the group that is demanding this, at least the initial group, is the Arizona State University Students for Socialism. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, students for Justice in Palestine, Multicultural Solidarity Coalition, and Mecca DASU. Those groups released uh, a joint statement Friday for the university to get murderer Kyle Rittenhouse off our campus. Now, Kyle's not on their campus, so they're asking him to be withdrawn Mm -hmm. from classes so he can't even, you know, edumacate himself. The list of demands the groups asked for the university to withdraw Rittenhouse, release a statement against white supremacy and racist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse and redirect funding from the university police to the multicultural center. Well, they're going all out. They're like, all right. So first of all, they're even though their idiots off young, even though he killed a couple white people, one was a child molester. Uh, he is a racist. He's a white supremacist. We need the university to denounce those things because obviously it's not clear ASU may be a racist, white supremacist institution. We've got to make it clear that it's not. And also, by the way, just as a little bonus, we need you to take all the money you're using to fund the campus police and put it into our multicultural center. (laughs) You know, here's I've, I've talked about this with several people. And that is this movement of young people uh, heading in the direction of, uh, I I don't know that it's necessarily conservatism, but it is a a direction of free thinking. Right. Where. They're not falling in line. Right. I've watched my generation and the generation before me fall victim to the indoctrination of college major universities Mm -hmm. we've watched our own family members fall victim to that stuff Mm -hmm. and it's it's all of a sudden no longer working on so many people now part of that may be uh, values and morals being instilled in these children from their parents and then it bleeding over to their friends that they make at school or whatever but there's a shift happening where it's no longer everybody in college that's going to college or that's on campus is uber liberal socialist uh so- a multicultural solidarity coalition these kids are getting fed up with it i know you may not agree with me but i honestly think that tiktok has something to do with it 
because these kids are not being censored on TikTok and they're spreading. When I read the comments, like when people make these videos, um, they're like, oh, I thought this way and now I think this way and here's the proof. And I get in the comments and it's like, all these people are like, wow, I've never heard this before. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. No, actually, I I agree with that. I mean, because it's not, because listen, Facebook is censored, Twitter is censored. You know, they got the algorithm set up to where you only see the people that have the like-minded thought, you know, thoughts that you do, um, so that you constantly think you're right because you're surrounded by everyone else that thinks the same way you do. TikTok's not like that. Their algorithm is not like that. And so you're getting exposed to things that you wouldn't necessarily be exposed to on the other, you know, social media apps. Right. They'll, they'll gear TikToks towards you that fit the things that you watch and you like and you post. But right. at the same time, a lot of stuff, a lot of different stuff gets mixed in there. Mm-hmm. And for so many people that are in this uber liberal mindset, the reason that they believe so firmly in it is because they don't even hear the other argument. Right. And and I know for most of us, you know, our age and older, um, we don't look at TikTok like a news source. But that's all these kids are watching. I mean, that's all these kids are looking at. And I say kids, I mean people our age and younger. Um, it's TikTok all day long. They're not looking at Facebook and Twitter and MSNBC and CNN. They're looking at TikTok. I mean, that's just what they're doing. Right. And yeah, they're absolutely getting news that way. I mean, I see 14 and 15 year olds making TikToks about news stories. Also, uh, these apps have, you know, in an attempt to combat this stuff, these apps have made their own news section. I think Mm -hmm. Snapchat's got it. Yeah, they even had the Rittenhouse trial. They ran the whole thing. So they're doing everything they can to keep you in mental bondage of liberalism, but uh, at the same time, places like TikTok are allowing Mm -hmm. open discussion for the most part. People are still getting banned and pulled down on TikTok uh, for stupid stuff, and sometimes because of their opinion, but there's so much out there that it eventually makes it to those people. Right. And it's very beneficial. Well, and the banning that happens on TikTok happens because people that oppose your viewpoint will report you. report you. And they just automatically take you down. And it takes them about three days to review your account. And then they put your account back up. Um, but it's not them pulling you down. They're just pulling you down just to be on the safe side. And that's, you, you know, know? Uh, honestly used to, they were able to review it at that time. Cause, mm-hmm. but now they don't have enough people working right. at TikTok. Yeah. So their new process is, Hey, if we get X number of, of, um, reports on this, we'll take it down. Right. And then as soon as we can get to it, we'll review it. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're at. All yeah. right. That's it for us. Yeah. We had a whole show just now. I know. We put a lot out there from talking about my hemorrhage to (laughs) the Iron Bowl, Kyle Rittenhouse, the new Christmas COVID variant. Playing footsie under the table. Playing footsie and talking about (laughs) Jesse Smollett. Yeah. And you got cats meowing at the door. I know. (laughs) They're like screaming. So we'll be back Wednesday with a brand new episode. Yes. And, uh... I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about on that day as well. Yes. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate 
each and every one of you guys always do. We love you long time. Trish loves you long time. Absolutely. And until next time. Bye, guys.